All right, here we're here with the Hogan Mystique, uh, the Hogan Foundation podcast. Uh, we're here today with Olivia Jacoby, who is a senior at South Lake Carroll, is that correct? Yes, sir. And importantly to us, um, winner of the 2022 Ben Hogan Award of Perseverance. Uh, so welcome, welcome, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So we start every single podcast off with the same icebreaker question. Um, the question is, what's keeping you up at night? <laughs> Uh, I would say the transition to college. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to UT Austin? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Do you know what you want to study yet? I'm studying in the communication school and I'm in communication and leadership in the Moody Honors Program. That's awesome. That's great. Yes. So what, what, what do you want to do with that? What does that turn into in five, ten years from now? Well, kind of unsure on that aspect at the moment. I'm interested in sciences and medicine and things like that, but the special thing about my major is that it's very flexible, so mm -hmm. I get to take classes in McComb School of Business or any college in the university to kind of tailor myself to be able to take any path when I get out of UT. That's great. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. I think that's probably a pretty smart, um, mature thing to, to think about because I think most people think, well, I want to go into this major because I want to make a bunch of money or whatever they say. And mm -hmm. I, I, I can only speak from my own experience, but. Mm -hmm. Flexibility in college, as far as major go, and and because you don't know what's going to strike you from course to course, is a good thing. So that's that's smart that you did that. Yeah, I experienced that in my college career too. I um, started off thinking it was going to be business, and then I switched a few times just because of interest. Um, and I think that was really a huge part of my development throughout that. So I encourage that definitely. In fact, I actually am a huge advocate of having people take different classes when they get past those basics because you just get exposed to different things and sometimes you don't know that you're interested in something. For sure. Until I'm you're excited. In, uh... So you are a senior at South of Carroll um, and your sport, I, I, you're probably athletic and everything, but your, your sport that you're known for, I guess, is soccer, correct? Yes, sir. So what position do you play in soccer? I'm a center mid. Okay. So yes. you're like the, for us in, in uh, uh, Texas, you're the quarterback of the team basically, <laughs> right? You, you kind of have to be responsible for everybody. So uh, I guess, when did you start playing soccer and, and kind of what grabbed you about soccer early on? Well, I started playing soccer when I was three or four years old, did the soccer tots and all the rec soccer. And as I got older, got into club soccer. So outside of school, I've always done club soccer. And then starting in ninth grade at South Lake Carroll, I got the privilege to play with varsity for all four years. and. At, before high school, I was actually in softball also and kind of had to make the choice between soccer and softball. Mm -hmm. And our softball team's actually in playoffs right now. So hopefully after this, I can go watch. But mm -hmm. I'm definitely still a fan of softball, but happy that I chose soccer because of the way my life turned out with it. I'm just thankful for the program and everything. So soccer, all four years of high school, and that's it. Just because I was on varsity and it was kind of the only thing I really was able to focus on. Some of my teammates do two sports, but that's pretty rare. So, yeah. well, I think it's once you've kind of reached a point where you get to be kind of an elite at that level, it's hard to hard to be elite at a bunch of different things because of the time commitment. So that's, right. that makes sense. So, w when did you move to? Um, I, what, at what age did they put you in kind of positions? Um, honestly, I think most of my soccer career I've been in the middle. Yeah. I played outside back for a little bit, but. Ever since I can remember, I've been a midfielder at club soccer, and then in high school, Coach Coleman put me in the middle as well. Okay. So, okay. and you, do you, um, how do you feel about that responsibility of being in the middle? 
your midfield. Every you know, you, I know you have to play kind of defense, defense and offense. Mm-hmm. So um, is that kind of natural for you, or, or you um, kind of lean more towards one way or the other? I so I was pretty ambidextrous mm-hmm. when I played, so I was both left and right footed, yeah. and. I liked having defense and offense because you kind of get a piece of the whole game. Yeah. Um, so scoring is always fun, but the thrill of getting back and saving the play is always good too. So. Yeah. Well, I, I know they can only have special people that play that way because you can't have a person that just wants to score goals because they're going to get caught without, you know, kind of up front. So. Yeah, that's true. So for all of our listeners who don't um, follow the Perseverance Award, um, every year we join up with Texas Health and we select four individuals who have persevered through severe injury and trauma. And Olivia was our, one of our 2022 recipients. Um, so she has an incredible story. So I'm gonna fast track into the beginning of that. If you can start for people who don't know your story um, to start at the very beginning. Sure. So December 8th of 2021, I was practicing at high school and we were doing our warm up runs and I don't remember any of this, so I'm just basically saying what people told me, but I kind of passed out um, during our warm-up runs, and two of my teammates caught me on my way down, and I had a seizure. So I've been a healthy person my whole life, so that was a complete shock to everybody. We didn't know what was going on. And my high school is pretty close to a fire station, and, you know, by the grace of God, first responders were not even two minutes away from me at that time Mm -hmm. and they responded very quickly and um three hospitals later i was at ut southwestern and we figured out that i had a ruptured brain aneurysm we knew that before the third hospital but i had blood drained out of my brain before i made it to ut and i had brain surgery in ut southwestern dr babu welch was is the best ever and he went into vascular instead of craniotomy and put coils on my aneurysm so what does that mean he just instead of cutting my head open he went through my groin and he put two coils on my aneurysm instead of clipping it which has a better um i guess long term so so talk me through so there's a fire station close to your soccer field Mm -hmm. Um, I almost said football. <laughs> yep, where, where I'm from, we say football. So, right. um, so close to your soccer field. So you had to go to three different hospitals. Um, do you know why? Or Well, so naturally they took me to the closest because mm-hmm. of the condition I was in. And to be quite honest, I don't know the straight facts, but all of the hospitals, I guess, around Southlake weren't as, they didn't have the surgeon like Dr. Welch. And mm-hmm. I was blessed enough where he took me in. He doesn't perform on children at the time I was 17, so I wasn't a legal adult and he did surgery on me. So um, I think it was about 30 something hours or so before I made it there, but one of the surgeons told my parents, I can do a craniotomy or I, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing this approach. I'm not as knowledge in it. So, um, got connected to Dr. Welch and then it went down that way. So how, how long from when you hit the when you hit the ground um, to in surgery, how, how long was that? Well, I don't remember any of it, okay. but I do remember waking up December 11th, I believe. Okay. And I was in my hospital bed and I was kind of like, mom, 
And then she was like, oh my gosh, what? What? And I said, I missed my ACT. So my ACT was December 11th. So I remember that because I missed it. And naturally, that's the first thing I was worried about, mm -hmm. apparently. <laughs> I don't know why. But obviously, junior year is very important when you're transitioning to college. That's when you're applying. And soccer was about to be in full swing. So I was just completely focused on like my school and soccer career. And everything happened that way. And something got my way. But, you know, we persevered through it. So um, I can go into after I got to the hospital. Like. Well, so yeah, yeah, we'll go into that next. Okay. Before you do that, um, so what? What was the? Do you know the cause of it? Um, I mean, what, what caused an aneurysm? For for I'm, I'm a dumb lawyer, so I don't know those <laughs> kind of things. So they, I just I have what experts tell me what to say. So, what uh, what do they say caused it, and, and how do they fix it? You said the coils, but mm -hmm. you know, um, and what's the long term maintenance of that? Right. So. Um, I guess we can start with, wait, sorry, what the caused? first part, what yeah, caused? Yeah. So just, I guess they said it was a since birth situation. Apparently, I didn't know this before everything happened to me, but people have aneurysms and don't know about it or they don't rupture and they live with it their whole life. So mine just happened to rupture when I was jogging, like I didn't take any contact or anything like that. Um, and as far as long-term and health-wise, I'm completely okay. Great. And that's a blessing for sure. I I mean, I went to weeks and months of neuro rehab, had to relearn to do everything I do every day, but I'm completely okay and I'm great. Mm -hmm. And that isn't always the case. So I'm definitely blessed. So you get out of the hospital and your rehab starts. What was the routine with that? So I actually kind of started rehab in the hospital because I was in a very delicate state. I was in the neurointensive care unit for a little bit and then I got moved out pretty quickly actually because I was progressing so well. Mm -hmm. So this was throughout the span of December. I'm a family person and I love Christmas. So naturally I'm like, am I gonna get home by Christmas? You know, I was never, am I gonna die? Like, am I, you know, this and that, but more just focused on kind of getting back to soccer, getting back to school in my life. I think the perseverance just kind of kicked in naturally. Um, so. I had to walk with a walker in the hospital and I was on close, I was watching, getting watched very closely every day, every minute. Um, had to relearn how to speak again. And I even did like literally kindergarten level drawing activities at the time, which is crazy to think about now, but it got me back to where I am today, so. It's so fascinating to think about how the brain is wired and how you kind of have to rewire it sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so when you're learning that, um, what, what is kind of your goal or what, what is it day by day or is it I'm, I want to go to college or what kind of drives you throughout that process of rehab? Well, so before I got out of the hospital and rehab, I've kind of honestly reflected on this recently too. I wasn't thinking about anything except getting back to soccer in school. Like that was my motivation was my team was surrounded by me throughout the whole entire time and I just like in the, our community of South Lake, I just had the biggest family supporting me. And that was really motivating me to just get back to South Lake, get back to my family. That's not just by blood, but like my friends and my teammates. Mm -hmm. And the I would say the dragon family. family. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, one of our, so in the hospital, people are sending things and whatnot. And I have this big dragon blanket, dragon poster and whatever. We saw and, a picture of you in the hospital with a dragon blanket. Uh-huh. And one of the um, 
one of my physical therapists walks in and she said the dragons like how do you know about the dragons and stuff and she literally lives in south lake and i've seen her since i got out of the hospital just by running into her so mm -hmm. it was a really special moment but everybody at ut southwestern became a family for me too and getting to see them day by day even in the circumstances was just a good part of my day because of the people that they are so yeah, yeah. well my sister-in-law works for GT Southwestern so she'll be glad to hear that uh -huh. so she raises money for them so yeah. um so I, I I'm really struck by your um you know kind of the circumstances of, of your injury and your rehab because I think a lot of times you know we see it just in everyday life but a lot of times things happen and people just kind of say well it happened mm -hmm. right and, and that's it and, and, they, and they kind of give up on things mm -hmm. so um you know the, the, just it seemed like that you, you were even in the face of this adversity you were you you had a tremendous amount of luck in the sense of you have um you're close to the fire station so they can get mm -hmm. to you quickly and then they have you know doctors that are willing to say this isn't my thing. We need to get her to somebody else that can help. And then you get to UT Southwestern, which is a your world-class facility that can help you. But there's also something lucky about that's within you, which is that you worked your whole life for a, a, to play an elite sport. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you hadn't have done that, I wonder if um, the rehab would have gone as well as it has, where, where you're able to um, uh, come back as quickly and, and really motivate yourself. I'm, I'm just thinking about how hard that would be to, you know, where you've been at the top of the top of the mountain, so to speak, and then and then all of a sudden you're having to relearn everything. It feels like you're starting over. Mm -hmm. So, do do you feel those kind of um, moments, or, or is it just kind of? I mean, you, you know, um, you're you're young. You're 18, I guess. So, um, I just wonder how uh, if you've grasped that yet, or if because um, an 18 year old me would not have understood that. So right. Have you kind of captured that yet? I 100 percent. Like I've grown up as a faith based individual and even prior to my aneurysm in 2021 i had two knee surgeries so i definitely knew all about the physical therapy and like getting back on the field and working to that it's because um, you tore your meniscus before. i tore my meniscus and played on it torn for seven or eight months and then it finally got to the point where i literally couldn't bend it that much so had surgery on it and then either tore it again or something happened in the surgery we're not really sure but i had another surgery and 2021 was hard, but it definitely gave me a lot of perspective and built my character. I lost my grandma as well. So that was like really hard for me because we were super close. But um, I just believe that like God has a plan for me and like I knew that I was gonna be okay. Yeah. So that's my perspective. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, a lot of that is, I think uh, being an elite athlete where you, you've had coaches, but certainly I think it, you know, I think it's due to your, your, the way your parents have raised you and, and, and it sounds like that you've been raised to, um, you know, just pick yourself up and put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Right? They definitely raised me to treat a situation. It's not what happens to you, it's how you handle it. Yeah. And I just had that mentality throughout everything and it got me through it for sure. And I think probably, you know, I asked it earlier about 10, 10 years from now what you'll be doing. I know one thing I think you'll be doing 10 years from now is probably dominating whatever you're doing, but I think you'll also be looking back and saying, that was a really hard time, but it probably made me who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, you hate to go through it at the time, but I, I think that part of what we were trying to find in, in our award of perseverance is uh, young people that, that 
are going to use this moment and go out and dominate whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, you know, we always talk about Mr. Hogan mm -hmm. getting in a car wreck and nearly dying in 1949. And within three years, he's won six more majors and three U.S. Opens. And, and you know, um, and you probably use that time to, to, to reflect back and say, I've been to the bottom. Now I want to see the top again. So I, I, I think that's what you'll be doing in 10 years. Absolutely. I mean, what, six months after you got out of hospital, you guys won state, right? So not even six months after I was out of the hospital in December, going to the Center for Neuro Skills every day. Mm -hmm. um, to work on my cognitive brain function, physical therapy, occupational therapy, everything. Um, leading up to going back to school, I really didn't miss much school and I made up all my schoolwork. The teacher said I was crazy for doing it, but I did it anyways. It's like, just it feels right to me. Mm -hmm. So I made up my schoolwork and we actually, so we got to the playoffs last year and I was fortunate enough to get back in time for playoffs and it was just amazing and I also got the chance to play in our state championship where we took home the gold and it was just total a god thing too because mm -hmm. we took the bus back home from Georgetown after winning state and it's a tradition for our school that the fire station comes and sprays the water over your bus when you arrive and so it was just a surreal moment. It was so exciting. And at the time, I had no idea. But we're pulling in, and I get off the bus. I'm, like, last off the bus. And our school SRO that I'm close with came out and was like, Olivia, like, come with me. And I was so confused because I was celebrating with my team. I didn't really understand. And he takes me away, and he told me, I have some people that want to meet you or see you. And standing on the curb in, like, an arch were the five first responders that saved my life. Um, so it just, it worked out the way it was supposed to because I mean, they're on shift two days and then they're off and then they get back on. And um, that was the first time I got to see them since they saved me that day. And I like, hadn't remembered that. So it was yeah. a super special day for me. Um, so yeah, that was cool for how, sure. How was it stepping on the field for the first time after that? Where did you you played in the state championship game. Did you play before then? I did. Okay, so the first time you're back on the field where you, I don't know if you started the first game back or the coach put you in, mm -hmm. um, but you, you step out, back on the pitch, as they would say, mm -hmm. uh, in your homeland. So uh, you step back on the field. What, did, what was that feeling like? So we have this thing called Hype Squad in my program. So any of the players that are on the field at the time, is, they're called our Hype Squad. And no one's allowed to sit the entire game. We're standing, like yelling our lungs out. And I remember coach was like, go get warmed up. And it felt really weird because I hadn't played in a game since the season before. I mean, I'd practiced when I got healthier and everything, but I just remember like standing on the line after I warmed up and then the ref blows his whistle and gets me in there. And coach Lee is a videographer for our team. and. I remember he took this really cool video of me running back onto the field for the first time and made it all slow motion and super sentimental. So that was really neat. But I get really back sweet. on. Sorry. That's really sweet. It was sweet. And I get back on and I still remember the tweet that one of our coaches tweeted, like Olivia Jacoby returning back on the pitch or something like that. And it was just so surreal because, I mean, okay, well, first of all, I probably gave my parents a heart attack because 
I run back on mm -hmm. and our goalie has possession of the ball and one of the first plays I get the ball, I headed it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> test it out. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. It came right to my head, so yeah. I don't know. But it was really neat. I mean, I think I scared everyone a little bit, but it was just, it, it really just, just got me excited to be back out there. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it's just unreal. It's so special, so. That's incredible. So you go out on the field and you almost forget everything that's happened and you're just, in your element yeah that's really brave yeah so and then your senior year you played this year and yes. how did the season go this year season went amazing until we got to round five of playoffs so we were undefeated until round five and we were missing two of our best players they were in france for the national team and our team is super talented either way but um they're two of our big goal scorers, yeah. and so we were 29 and 0 at the time, um, not counting some of the preseason and all that. But we actually ended up scoring an own goal, which was really sad. Um, not the way I wanted it to end, but I was just so proud of my team yeah. because, like, who can say they won a state championship in the first place? I mean, it, mm -hmm. you just got to take your wins. And the team that we lost to ended up winning state this year, so kudos to them. But I mean, it just happens the way it's supposed to, and mm -hmm. I was thankful for the run I had, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ended, eh, but you know, undefeated season was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you've got the ring anyway. So. I do have the ring. That's, that's right. for sure. Yes. That's true. So you, you mentioned when you go to UT, you're going to, you're going to uh, be in the communication school. D does that, were you interested in that before December 8th, 2021, or, or is that a post? December uh, 2021 thing? So I applied to a bunch of different colleges. Yeah. I was never set on one, um, but like, for example, Georgia, UGA, I applied to the business school mm -hmm. and a bunch of the other schools I applied to, I applied to business, but UT, I wanted to do something different. I, a lot of people applied to McCombs and communication leadership really stuck out to me and fit who I am as a person. Like communication and leadership are two things that will get you pretty far in life. and. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really interesting when I researched the major. So I decided to apply to it and I got in. It was amazing. Um, and then I got notified that I was one of 30 chosen for the honors program, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I also went through a selective process with Zoom interviews, uh, a weekend where I was interviewed individually in person and whatnot for something called the 40 Acre Scholars Program. And I had no idea what it was before I was getting the emails and having the interviews, but it's the premier full ride scholarship to the University of Texas. And um, I recently figured out maybe a month ago that I was one of 19 chosen to be in the program. That's so amazing. I'm really, really excited. Well, so it's definitely a, a blessing. It's a huge honor to get into UT anyway, but to have even beyond that, it, you should really take a lot of pride in that. Thank you. And don't take that for granted because that's that's enormous. That's great. Thank you. Because um, I, I I wonder about when you said you're doing like kindergarten drawings back when you're mm -hmm. just how um, you know just I just wonder if there's something in, in your head that that um, made you made you want to kind of focus on that communications because that's kind of what you had to kind of relearn mm -hmm. is how to communicate afterwards. Is Definitely. That, yeah. I never thought about it that way, but. Well, I, that's I a good point. I think about a lot of crazy stuff, so <laughs> maybe that's just me. But no, good point. <laughs> uh, but I, I I do think that um, 
you know, you, you struck me both in your application and we're not on the selection committee, but but on, in your application process, but also your story and then what you've talked about today that I think it reminds me of what you just said. Things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think that you're probably, there's a reason why you're not going the business route. You're going the communications leadership route because I do think that probably fits who you are and, and that'll lead to great things for you. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. So what are you most excited about for Austin? Are, are, have you grown up a Horns fan or is this going to be a new thing for you? Or um, I've been to some UT games before I decided to be a Longhorn. So okay. I think deep down I've always loved Texas and it's definitely where I'm supposed to be. So I'm very excited. Yeah, yes. well, you're going to love it. And you're in the same class as Arch Manning. That'll be a big deal. I'm I sure. know. I already met him. That was oh, pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you just on a visit or something? Or? Uh, UT, they're host this thing called Resurrection for Incoming Freshmen because I'm also going to rush to be in a sorority and he just happened to be there so that was right. pretty neat and I met Bijan too. Oh, that's oh, cool. very yeah. cool. He was really nice. Good. Well, um, so what other things besides soccer, what else do you like to do with this? Uh... Um, I love traveling and hanging out with friends and family and just I love my dog, take her on some walks and things like that but I don't know, friends and family definitely are my whole heart and my happiness. Your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, um, I uh, just wanted to congratulate you again. I, I'm so happy you came out here to tell your story for us just because I think it's um, important for people to hear not only uh, the story of the before, but also the after and how things are going. And, and so we hope that you keep in touch with us and, and keep keep, uh, keep us surprised at how you're We'll probably see your name in the paper anyway, but but uh, certainly keep in touch with us. And and, and uh, I think it's uh, we're proud to have you part of the Hogan family. Thank so. you all for having me. For all of our listeners following your story, how can they keep up with you from now on? So uh, main part of my legacy I'm trying to leave is just I started this first responders event at my school and in my community. So the inaugural first responders event was held last football season and in 2022 and all of the first responders in my community and around just around South Lake um, we fed them at a tailgate all of them and their families and we had an event where the first responders walked in front of the football team which if you're from Texas and you know South Lake and the football you know that's a pretty cool thing so they walked in front of the football team with the coaches through the blow-up drag and onto the field and we had 5,000 plus people in attendance for the first event and we held a moment of recognition for them and the boys and girls soccer team unveiled a flag during that moment of recognition and it was just a really important moment mm -hmm. and my plan is to scale that to my university and nationwide so definitely throughout the first responders event Gotta pay them back in any way I can. Yeah. And it's something I'm definitely passionate about. How do you, so. how, how would a company get, or someone who wants to donate or be a part of the event, how would they get in contact with you? Oh, so my Instagram handle would be at Olivia Jacoby, but also like right now we're already planning the first responders event for South Lake again this year for the second, but um, definitely contact if, if like anyone wants to participate in the first responders event or anything like that. It's an amazing experience. It, what's the official title for it? Well, so we had t-shirts made and everything, yeah. but we just called it the first responders appreciation event. Okay. So throughout my school, I made flyers and got the girls and boys soccer teams to serve food and just, 
I mean, the football attendance in itself is always pretty good. So there was a lot of people there to recognize them. Um, but hopefully it'll scale to, well, not hopefully, it's going to scale yeah. to a larger arena. So that'll be neat. Yeah, I love that through your story too. It's just very, it's just very moving. It was nice. I think it touched many people's hearts, especially in my community. We, I have some friends that have gone through traumatic life events this past year at the same time that I did. So um, one of my friends that got into a pretty bad boating accident got to meet her first responders for the first time at the first responders appreciation event. So it was definitely a touching day for everybody. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's great. Well, I have no doubt with your with your um, passion and with your grit, it's mm -hmm. going to scale big. So, thank you. Um, and let us know how we can help with that. So. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll stay in touch. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me.